I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Christopher. I thought we would continue talking about play because we did not get a chance the last time we were together to talk about incorporating play into our everyday lives. Yeah. And so let's give our parents uh, some practical advice here on how they can lighten the mood in their house. Yeah, I think you almost have to plan for it, right? You have to plan... You have to plan to be spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the beginning, right? Well, I mean, yeah. since we're talking to parents, right? I mean, I think early on in our marriage, it was all like love and romance and spontaneity. And now it's like, um, hey, do you think you can like, you know, put me on your calendar? <laughs> Next Tuesday. Nine o'clock on Tuesday. <laughs> well, I mean, it just, uh, that's, just, that's just the nature of big families, particularly. Like there is like literally like... Like last well, night, there's always, older, some, there's, there's always something always to do. More, there's always yeah. something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, and so like last night, I was driving home and I'd call Kayla and we we're talking. I said, "Hey, what, what, what did you, what do you do? You like, do you take something out to defrost for dinner?" And she said, "No, I forgot." And I said, um, "Hey, why don't we just like instead of just go out to dinner tonight?" And she said, "Yeah, that's a great idea." With or without the children? <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah, <laughs> with the children last night. But but that even that is what appeared to be spontaneity to the children was like a twenty you know, fifteen minute conversation on my car ride home about the logistics of eating out and where we could go. And so the kids are like, "Oh my gosh!" Dad came home and said, "Let's go out to dinner." <laughs> they didn't know. That's right. But even that caused a little plan. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's a great point that I think that even something that we would think of as as fun and unstructured as play can be, that you do have to plan for it. Yeah. Well, because I think it's not, it doesn't come naturally for most adults. And so, I mean, it's always when I'm talking to families that are really struggling in relationship with their kids, the first thing I always say to them is you need to add in some nurture and some connection, which typically is in the form of play of some sort, right? So if we're adding in that nurture and connection, I'm saying you're adding in five to 10 minutes every day, 15 minutes would be awesome. But I know, you know, when you start adding up the number of children that you have in your home and right. trying to schedule that much time, so I'm like five minutes of play or 10 minutes with your most challenging kid, you know, or rotate your kids through, but figuring out a time that you can do that. And maybe it's the same time every day, right? You get your kid up in the morning and you say, we're going to play for five minutes uh, while your food heats up, you know, or we're going to play for um, 10 minutes when you get off the bus after school, or we're going to play for, you know, whatever you, you pick a time that's convenient and then you plan for that. And it's amazing how much just that little tiny bit of play does for your relationship, yeah. that just little bit of connection that you get. But you have to plan for it because otherwise everything else will get in your way because yep. if you're struggling in a relationship, you don't want to play with your kids. Right. Right? I mean, you don't want to connect with them. If you're struggling in a relationship with them, it's harder. So, And you kind of have to think about maybe on the fly a lot of times in a situation where can I incorporate the play? Like yeah. Maybe, you know, 
especially with maybe slightly older kids. You know, I'm not talking about toddlers. I'm talking yeah. later elementary school and into your middle school. They're going to have chores around the house, right? Right. And they're not going to be happy about them a lot of times. Yep. But if you can find a way to insert play. Yep. Like one time um, I had a couple of the boys helping me fold towels yeah. and washcloths. And they had seen their older teenage brother do this but once before with a big blanket of, watch, I'm going to make myself disappear. And they throw <laughs> the blanket up in the air and then run and like duck behind the couch or something. Yes. And so they both started doing that <laughs> and were really bad at it. Not that the teenager's <laughs> not that great at it either, but they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And so it was just a couple of minutes interjected into this, you know, dreary test that we know we need our clean stuff back in our bathroom, but they still don't want to do it. Right. 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 And it kind of, you know, took that edge off yeah. of having to do the chore. Yeah. Cause you, you, put a little laughter into the moment so that when you had to get back to doing the chores, yeah, you at least had that already in the bank, right? right? No, I was thinking when you were talking a minute ago about about why the importance of planning for play because we live in the tyranny of the urgent, right? And so the urgent always trumps the important because we forget that things are important because right. we're because whether we actually are in crisis management mode or just or feel like we're in crisis management mode. Um, we know that being safe and feeling safe um, are two different things. And so if we feel like we're in crisis management mode, we're always in, in, in that and looking for the fire to put out and something as important as playing with the kids, something as important as making sure there's proper nutrition and hydration, something as important. You know what I mean? Like we have families, you're like, oh, we're just trying to create a real loving environment. So I said, what does that mean? And the mom said to me, well, some nights we eat dinner at six, some nights we eat dinner at eight. <laughs> and I said, well, well, tell me about bedtime. Well, the kids go to bed when they feel like it. <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, I mean, it's the irony was apparently missed because she thought it was a great environment. I'm like, that's why you've come to us for help because there's yeah. this chaotic environment in your home. And so, but we all feel like we live in that chaotic environment is my point. And so if we're always in fi- putting fire out mode, we'll forget to take 10 minutes and play right. and, and lose all your money to a six-year-old in poker. <laughs> well, because you you think that that's not the important thing. I have to get dinner on the table or they're going to be hangry, right? Or right. I have to get laundry done because they need it for tomorrow. And yes, those are important things to do, right? Because usually that is what it is what it is that's stopping us from playing with our kids is usually something that is important that does need to get done. But you know, there's always that, um, that poem you see, I I remember seeing it a lot when I had little toddlers and it was like about cobwebs and kids don't keep basically was the, the gist of it was babies don't keep, they're going to grow up, they're going to get bigger. And, and you kind of go, yeah, yeah, but Mm-hmm. I've got to do this, 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 and this. But the reality is you do have to play with your kids, whether they're teenagers or they are toddlers. Yeah, They still need you to connect with them and play with them. And all those other things are still going to be there. But if you're working on this connected relationship with your kids, you've got to take the time to invest in the relationship yeah. and go, yeah, Laundry never ends. There is always laundry Amen. to do. Testify. Oh my gosh! And like the, just, it's insane. I think it, like the dirty laundry like multiplies and makes more dirty laundry. And I'm like, I don't want to put the dirty laundry in the hamper. Except that's for the, the socks. 
Yeah, they, they the divide. socks disappear. We have a, like, we, have a we have a box of socks that we do too. matches. We do too. It sounded like a Doctor Seuss, a box of socks. Right, a box of socks. Do you have and a gox? some gawks? <laughs> That's exactly do what you have I a thought. Fox? Of. Taking the socks out of the box? Yeah, we call it, it the might be. Basket. That might be what it is. There There's go. a gox taking the socks out of the box. I mean, that's okay. right. Yeah, we uh, digress. Well, no, but uh, <laughs> we call it the, the um, to keep the playful theme going, we refer to it as the basket of misfit socks. <laughs> yes. It's horrible. But the rest of the laundry, I do think it has babies, like in the laundry hamper. Did it's I just like, get finished doing sheets? Yes. Where are these sheets coming from? They, yes. It's just constant. But we can get in that mode of, I have to get this laundry done. Yeah. I'm like, there's always going to be laundry to be done. But if my relationship with my kids is not where it needs to be, then I have to prioritize 10 minutes of play, five minutes of play. It really, it goes by so fast too. Like, you know, if I've got a kid, sometimes if I have a kid melting down, I'm like, what do you need? Nobody wants to play with me. Mm. I'll play with you. You will. I mean, they just totally love just having that one-on-one attention. Yeah. And it does wonders for your relationship just when you play. Well, so a couple of things that, you know, here's, here's a tip on how you can prioritize kids over laundry. Um, and we did this last week, so it's not like we've been doing this for a long time. It's just something we did last week. So instead of our doing our, us doing our laundry, Kayla doing our laundry during the day when she's at home or, or you know, if we do it. On the weekend, we'll do it together. Um, we decided we were going to do our laundry at night. So after the kids went to bed, we were doing something else. And then every time, you know, the the buzzer sounded on the dryer, we went and rotated the loads and hung stuff up and went on with it. So that's an easy one for us to do. We just have to be willing to make the minor, minor change. But here's a way to turn laundry into fun. What I did is I took our two laundry hampers, dumped out all the laundry into the entry of our home, and told the children they could jump into it as if it was a pile of leaves out in the front yard. <laughs> and then laundry was fun. Simple tip. tip. Simple tip. I that, like that. But most of the moms listening are like cringing at right oh, now. Yes, because I'm thinking of all the laundry going everywhere. everywhere. And you know, I was the, not here when that happened. I know. Yes. Here's a commitment I'm going to make in 2019 to not have my wife learn new and fun, interesting things I've done at home with the children <laughs> while the we're podcast. recording episodes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It seems like a safe time. I'm not going to like yell at you or do true. anything. So you know what the listeners learned? Uh, is they that heard Kayla that I yell at you. She yells at me. <laughs> It's can more. You, it's can more you sort cut of, that out of the recording? We I keep mean, it real surely. on the podcast. It's more sort of an aggressive tone than it is yelling. <laughs> a lot of clenched teeth stuff happening. Oh my gracious! You but did what with the children today? I know. What were you thinking? Why that didn't See, look, seem like a good just, idea? We're playful now, having fun. <laughs> That's right. So, what else do you need to admit to that you've done? Never mind. I don't want to know. So, I was thinking about another. Get to our next episode with Ryan confess. <laughs> Yeah, the next episode is uh, Ryan Confessionals. <laughs> Ryan confesses all the things he did that his wife would not approve of. It'll be our most downloaded episode ever. <laughs> you're you're uh, right, it would Because <laughs> all the dads are going, yes, yes, I did that too. Oh, goodness like, gracious. Like, Ryan, that's my boy. No. Okay, so do y'all have the game Quelf 
We did not. House. I've never heard of it until you shared it with me earlier oh, this evening. My gracious me, that game. So Quelf Junior. I there's it a, might be one of the my least favorite words though. It, it is a weird it's, one. It's, it's Q U E L F. Yeah. There's Quelf Junior. I've never played the the other you know the regular, regular version Quelf. of it, so I don't know if that's appropriate for children. But Quelf Junior. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. I don't think I've laughed so hard. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember this game. Yes, I mean it was one of those games where. It's just silly things. It's like nonsense that you have to do, right? It's like you read the card and it tells you to, um, you know, pretend you're hatching an egg. And as soon as, <laughs> seriously. You're hatching the egg or, the, yes. or you're the hatching egg? You No, you are pretending that you're hatching an egg. So you have to like sit like on something to <laughs> oh, pretend you're okay. hatching an egg. And nobody knows what's on the card, right? You're reading this. They have no idea what so you're doing. So it's a little doing. like charades in that regard. Like kind of, but it's but they you're, they're not trying to guess not, what you're doing. Sure. They're what's the word, what's the that is what you're looking at, yeah. yeah. But they're they're not trying to guess what you're doing. They just kind of look at you quizzically and then they move <laughs> on. And it's like you know, pretend you're hatching an an egg um, until your next turn, and oh, so gosh. you have to like sit there and like. Cluck, 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 you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Or it'll say, take your left shoe off and balance it on your head for 10 seconds. Or, I mean, just the most random. Ew, I don't know what's on the bottom of my shoe sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know what's on the bottom of my kid's shoes sometimes. It, it is just hilarious randomness. And the kids just thought it was so funny. Like, when we first started, they were like, this is weird. What is this game we're playing? But I mean, it was hilarious. So just having a little bit of like laughter is so much fun. So when you can plan like family nights, right, where you can play a game, that's the other thing that I, you know, planning time to play with individual kids is great. We try and incorporate some sort of a family thing at least once a month. We don't get it right all the time and we try and do it more often than that, but at least once a month doing some sort of family fun activity. Um, Even if it's just like, you know, the other night we just went to the pizza place, you know, and we gave the kids tokens to play in the little arcade that they had there. Right. And the kids thought that was so much fun and they were showing us the games and all that kind of stuff. But there's all sorts of different things, you know, playing a board game or, you know, just those fun things. Well, the, the, the tokens at the pizza place was, was insane to me because like I just I had a few dollars in my wallet, you know, like six bucks or something in, in dollar bills, jammed that into the machine and then just divided the coins amongst the kids. And they got these like little goofy things like the size of a quarter, but it's like, but it looks like a poop emoji, except it's pink and squishy and stuff like that. <laughs> I must have been told by my kids, oh, th- daddy, thank you for giving us tokens. Like it was three, like t- I'm like, I've been five tokens Can you please or something. Stop <laughs> thanking me for the tokens. <laughs> Yeah, it was not much. I mean, just it doesn't take much. Yeah, yeah. And I think we forget that. I think, I think we forget that. And I think that when, particularly if, if folks are struggling in relationship with their kids, um, we just forget the laughter. I mean, in any relationship, right? Um, when marriages struggle, it's because partly because we forget the good times. Yeah, that yeah. We, that we've had and stuff, and and and, and relationship with the kids are no different than that. And and the play helps us remember why we like each other. It's like, you know, again, invoking marriage, but it's why if couples do need to go on date nights, it's why couples do need to find a way to get away for the weekend because yeah. at some point you have to remember why you liked each other in the first right. place, right? right? Um, like, um, 
So we're um, so we're going up to refresh in Seattle and to do some training with pastors up there in March. And our friends Keith and Heather Jane are going up to refresh as well. And I spoke to Keith on the phone today, and he said, um, "Hey, Bubba." Um, he calls me Bubba, even though I was not born in the south of the United States. <laughs> he says, "Hey, Bubba, um, man, we're just looking to to have some, um, you know, to have a good time with you guys and hang out, but also got to have some one on one on one time with Mama because you know we kind of." just don't get a chance to get away. And so uh, as much fun as the four of us have hanging out, he also, um, you know, was very upfront saying, look, he, he has to be really guarded of having time with his wife because yep. life's busy. Yeah. And then, then the next weekend we're going to, um, to the Sparrow Funds uh, together called retreat in Pennsylvania with, uh, with Chris and, and Kelly. And so, so we'll have a, a little bit of a, a couple's vacation, but also at the same time, We'll wander off and hold hands, and hopefully, it's warm enough to be outside um, <laughs> in Pennsylvania in March. Um, so, yeah, could go either so, way could go either way. <laughs> yeah, so so you know, I think that the same thing's true with children: is that we have to guard some time that allows us to connect and remember why why we like each other. And so, you know, sometimes you know we'll just walk around somewhere and hold hands like we were still dating. And that's good. Well, I mean, for the kids, you might just have to throw a, a football around on your way into the house, getting home from work, or play some cards, um, or anything like that. I mean, it's just simple. It does not take lots to connect with your kids, and I think we forget that. Um, you know, I, I love I love playing games with the kids, but I don't often think that that that's what I have to do. And so that's part of that intentionality um, that Kayla was talking about earlier. And it's our responsibility, yeah. right? We're the adults. We need to lead. Uh, but here's the other thing that's that's sort of convicting, as I say, that is so often when the kids come and say, Daddy, will you? I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I'm busy. And I'm not really busy. Um, I'm certainly not too busy for a six-year-old who thinks the world of me. And I think about it after the fact that I have, that I have in that minute traded – five, 10, 15 minutes with a sweet child who, who just thinks the world of me, I've traded that preciousness for my email. Mm. And, 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 then, and then I feel bad about myself. And I think we're getting better at it because we've had enough of those, oh my gosh, look at the trade-off yeah. I've made here. Um, it's why we don't, we don't travel as much as we could because we made a commitment to the kids that we'd be gone no more than like, you know, 10 or 12 times a year. And so... Um, because I, I don't want to want to raise those kids who who they end up having no relationship with their parents because their parents are concerned about um, about kids, ironically, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And other play, people's other kids. people's kids. Yeah. Well, but play is a really easy way to do that because I could spend four hours trying to repair some relational wound, or I could spend fifteen minutes playing, and that helps repair that relational wound, right? I, I wish I remembered the stat. I remember Karen Purvis saying it once about how if you teach some, something in a playful way, you know, a child will learn that like 23 times faster than if you just try to teach them in a traditional way. Yeah. Yeah. A place, I mean, it's just so powerful. So that's why I think it's, you know, finding ways to incorporate it into your daily routine, into a regular routine as a family. Yeah. It's so, it's so healing. And our families right. just need that, right? Because so many of our kids come into our homes and 
they're coming from a place of total fear yeah. where they're always hyper vigilant. Yeah. They're always wondering when the, when the shoe's going to drop. Yeah. And play is a great way to disarm that fear yeah. that they have, which is why the third instance of play that we have is, is a family nurture group. Yeah. I love I, it. I've spoken about it so many times and I, I, teach families how to do these and especially like ministry leaders how do you how do you help a family that's in, in crisis and that's my first thing that I say is you know if you're going to go help a family that's in crisis help them learn how to do a, a family nurture group yeah. because it's such a fun a fun way to connect with your kids but also to teach them some skills that mm-hmm. they need um the right way, wrong way to do stuff. Right the way, kids think that is way. the most hilarious they thing do. ever. Band aids. I mean, just giving and receiving care. Yeah. Allowing somebody to put a band aid on your hurts. Right. I mean, people always go, "Yeah, that's just kind of cheesy." And I'm like, I've seen a whole room full of teenagers like try and figure out which poop emoji band aid <laughs> they wanted to put on their friend. Right. I mean, or go, "No, I want that one. Those are those are cool." You know, I want the Hulk one. Yeah. yeah we, I mean. We, we have I to go to the Dollar Tree the and clear them out. Yeah, I this mean, is one I the just, kids want all the time. They, <laughs> you just get some fun band aids, and then they love it, and they end up covered in band aids. They're like, can, "Can we only do one?" Like, no, you can do two. You can do four. I don't care how many you do, right? But it's they don't realize how much they're learning in a nurture group. Yeah. Because you can teach them skills, you can show them nurture, you can have fun, you can laugh. I remember doing a nurture group with a family who their youngest was 14, right? Mm. So they had like 14, and then I think the older ones were like 18 and 20. They were still living at home. And I was like so nervous because I thought this is never going to work. I've never, I've only ever done nurture groups with younger kids, right? Elementary age. Um, And man, I just saw the laughter on their faces and I knew the struggles that they had been having and I knew the struggles that they were having in connecting in relationship. And I'm just watching just the laughter returning to this family. Yeah. Um, and it was just fun. It was fun to see. And so, you know, I've, we'll link in the show notes to just a flow for nurture groups. So you can kind of see it's not set in stone. It's not, you must do this and then this. It's more just a, what kinds of things can you incorporate into a nurture group, right? I mean, the basics of it are you're incorporating some nurture, some feeding, um, band-aids. You're doing um, some kind of an activity that's going to teach a skill. Um, one of the fun ones that we like to do is right way, wrong way. We've talked about that one a lot. Um, we did um, with our teen group, we, did a, we had silly string and we were teaching them how to ask permission. Mm. And also we were teaching them how to use their voice to get their needs met, right? right? So we gave each kid a can of silly string and they could only shoot with permission. Mm. And so they had to ask somebody, can I you know, spray you with silly string? And then the person had to respond. So they also were learning you know, that self-control of waiting to get the answer too. Mm. And I wasn't sure how it was going to go, you know, in the, the um, TBRI for teens video that TCU has, it's, they do this and I see it in this, in this video and I'm like, yeah, but how much have they practiced before this happens? <laughs> I mean, how has, 
But I kid you not, I had a, a group of like 10 teenagers and two adults and not a single person sprayed someone without getting permission first. Mm. And it was amazing just to watch. And it was such a fun way for them to learn um, just this asking. There was one kid in the group who did not want to ask permission um, to spray anybody with the with it. But I could tell he really wanted to spray somebody. <laughs> but he didn't feel confident using his voice, right? And so I was able to kind of say, do you want to spray me? And he was like, uh-huh. And you could see like the nod in the eyes. And I said, you have permission, you can do it, right? And so he sprayed me, and then I asked him if I could spray him, and he said yes. And the next thing I know, he's going around spraying people, right? And it was such a a simple and fun way for them to learn this. So many skills were learned just in that one activity, right? Yeah. And they don't know that I'm teaching them all these skills when I do these groups, right? And so when you're in these nurture groups, you're not saying, okay, here we go. We're going to learn some skills today. Mm. You're just saying, we're going to do a nurture group. My kids, if I say, you know, if I tell the kids we're going to do a nurture group, they get super excited. They're like, yay, can I be the first one to do, you know, band-aids or what are we going to feed each other today? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and you have to be creative sometimes. And And I don't have a list of like, a zillion activities to do, but you know, some of the same ones we do over and over again, like right way, yeah. wrong way. We do a lot. We do feelings games a lot. Um, and the kids just, they love them and they're learning so many skills just doing them. And it's fun. I mean, we laugh and we have a good time. Yeah. It's not just the, the, the skills that you talked about that they're learning, but they're, they're also learning um, basic attachment skills yeah like um you know jude cassidy's hallmarks of secure attachment one of them is the ability to seek and receive care yeah. well when you ask somebody um and i know we're planning on doing a an episode here pretty soon talking about you know the basics of attachment but when you're asking somebody to put the band-aid on you right you're learning how to seek and receive care yeah when you put the band-aid on somebody else you're learning how to give care and these are really, really super, super important things. You know, that's 50% of healthy attachment right there. Yeah. And so we, we love it. Um, love the nurture groups. Uh, love when we were around other families who are doing them, like up at, at family camp in Colorado. And you'll see people who will have um, Band-Aids on their like, And I love seeing the parents with Band-Aids. I'll have Band-Aids on their foreheads because they had a headache. Or the kids will have a Band-Aid across um, the middle of their chest because the, their feelings were hurt. And so they're even recognizing that those things can can be be helped and healed in relationship. So we love it. Um, we'll like Kayla said. We'll post. You know what we should do? We should make a video of us like doing a nurture group or with kids or or actually make a video of other people pretending to be us <laughs> doing nurture group with a bunch of kids pretending to be our kids or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think we should do an adult nurture group. Those are always my favorite, actually. When I'm teaching adults how to do a nurture group, watching the adults trying to play because oh, we have such a hard time it's playing. Awkward. It's so <laughs> awkward. I like tried a video one time. I know you know you 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 did this. I've yeah. done this. Chris twice. has experienced this. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean it's it's hard, uh, but it's, it's hard. fun. It's fun. It's yep. a good thing. So get out there and play with your kids. Yes. yes. Get that dopamine and serotonin flowing. Yes, right. absolutely. Everyone will be better off for it. Yes. Well, once again, Ryan, Kayla, thank you so much for being on. Absolutely. Fun as always. If you have some questions about incorporating play and you'd like to squeeze it into 208 characters, you can always tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. 
I imagine most folks, though, are going to need a little bit more room, so feel free to email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. You can also post questions in our Facebook group that we have just for podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast Community. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, or on Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we would appreciate a review in any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening. 